afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, your comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. Hello, Gary Lucy. Hi, Pat Francis. I'm Gary Lucy. I'm Matt Belknap. And we are here today, and today... Special episode. Yes, because Gary has brought someone to the show. Yeah, a special guest, a um, a uh, kind of friend of the whole Never Not Funny family, mm-hmm. and a uh, hilarious comedy writer and bloggist and podcaster in her own right, and... Uh, <laughs> It's uh, Christy Stratton, man. Christy, welcome to Rock Solid. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. This is, I'm honestly living a dream. Really? Absolutely. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I mean, and John Waite sat in this chair. That yes, very chair. I can't, I can't, my brain cannot process it. You're a it. fan? My, I am a fan. Uh, he was looking good. I don't want to say what? that. Was he? Yeah. Man, yeah. yeah. That dude is attractive. <laughs> I pictured him as real super skinny, though. Was he? He is. Um, he is very skinny. He's, he's skinny, but not super skinny yeah. anymore. Okay. He, he's kind of old manned out into like the right amount. I mean, he's he's okay. 61 years old, yeah. and if you would have told me he was 52, I would have said, yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. He looks great. Wow. He's a ginger, so he's probably never in the sun, so <laughs> his skin's good. Did he throw good. any diva fits? <laughs> not at uh, all. Nope. No. No. no, no he's he's really very nice. cool. Kept okay. his sunglasses on if that's a diva. Oh. That's kind of a diva move. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, well, uh, maybe the prescription. Maybe. It could maybe. be. It could, could, could be. Let me tell you about Christy. She uh, wrote for many years on one of the greatest TV shows of all time, King of the Hill. Yeah. And, uh, King of the among Hill. other Thank shows. You. Did you write on Raising Hope or was I did. Raising I Hope did in, for any, the first season. Anything else we should know about? Uh, well, um, I don't know if your listeners are teenage girls and watch <laughs> uh, MTV's Awkward. Oh, that is awesome. But that is what I'm writing for now. That's a fantastic show. Um, and tell us some about King of the Hill now. Uh, Mike Judge is a big music guy, right? He is. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. Uh, we both, uh, like, I was very intimidated by him at first because mm-hmm. he's Mike Judge, yeah. but we happen to know a couple of people in common. And do you guys know who Doyle Bramhall is? Oh, yeah. Why does that name sound familiar? Okay. Well, the father, the elder, wrote song, co-wrote songs with Stevie Ray Vaughan. Right. Okay. And uh, the son, uh, Doyle Bramhall II, yes. was in the Archangels with Charlie Sexton. Yes. Wow. And so, and he went to my high school for a time, the right. younger, and... um. <laughs> And so we both kind of knew them and his, I guess, common law stepbrother. I don't know what that relationship is, but his name is Chris. And so it was like, oh, I have this. I can actually talk to him about something. And when the staff one time went to uh, Austin, we used to do that every summer. So we'd go and get stories. And I remember we went to this club, the Continental Club, I believe it's called on Congress. And Mike was like, hey, look over there. And I look and it's Charlie Sexton at the bar. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I can't. can't." So I just got to admire him from a handsome fella. Right, like pouty lips, yeah. hair, and yeah. The yeah. he's pale super skinny. Skin. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> my uh, my wife and I wrote a spec script for uh, King of the Hill. So did I. Hands, <gasps> hands across Arlen, where Bobby oh. Bobby puts uh, <gasps> wants to put together a, a, a charity fundraiser to raise money so that they can get a, an overhead projector in the classroom because there's a, a deaf girl that can't hear it. Oh, so uh, yeah, I like, I like that. It was, it was good. I used, I, I used to love King of the Hill. It was awesome. And, uh, and, and you're from Texas too, right? Yes, I am from Fort Worth. Nice. Let's hear that accent. <laughs> you know, it sometimes will come out. When I was in college, I was a DJ at WRUF AM. That's University of Florida's AM station. Okay. I was two. 
I was too scared to try for the FM. Oh. And so I was the DJ and they, they were very like, Oh, you should drop your accent. And I tried to, um, and it was interesting. I was thinking back about like we had, it was an oldie station and we had carts that were sure. kind of like eight tracks. Uh-huh. And that's how like I went from song to wow. song. Awesome. And it was like, you know. Yeah, when I was temptations. in college radio, it, like you were encouraged to like you should have a serious voice. That's if you right. Broadcasting. Yeah. <laughs> now it's yeah, it's not like at that. At my anymore. college, I think the radio station could only be heard in the freshman dorm. That's <laughs> pretty much the extent of it. So I didn't even bother. <laughs> and um, I also wanted to ask you about. You um you had this great podcast called What You Talk About Eighties. It ran for about four four episodes. It was so, but but that, but four was kind of how it needed to be because you like hit on like uh, fashion, music, TV, and I forget what the other maybe movies of uh, of of the eighties. And it was great. You had like the, a writer from Different Strokes on there. Yep, Penelope Lombard. That's I, right. Don't don't you wish that uh, we had been alive back then? Because it seemed like. Comedy and TV seemed so much easier the 80s? back then. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, we were alive, but like, like, but like well, working in the biz, you know, it seemed like right. we could have. Yeah, adults. It seemed like we really could have crushed it. Yes. Yeah. And there seems to, I mean, even though you can get away with a lot more standards-wise now, mm-hmm. yeah. it seems to have been kind of a wide-open frontier of, of subject matters to, you know, and characters. And yeah. Absolutely. I would have loved that. Would Alf ever be made today is my question to <laughs> Never, you. Never, <laughs> ever. And this, which is a shame. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> I think it'll be another 10 years before we see another puppet anywhere on television, quite frankly. No, there's a show on Disney right now called um, oh, Crash yeah. and Bernstein. Crash and Bernstein is pretty good. Yeah. And, yeah, and the one character is a puppet. Steve. Oh, uh, huh. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. Okay. Chip Chinnery, uh, my friend Chip Chinnery, he plays the coach on there. He's, oh, yeah. And he says, uh, he says um, that their direction to him is always... Uh, Chip, can, can it be a little bigger? Yeah. And he, he says he, he will be like so big and they'll go, yeah, can we amp it up a little bit more? He's like, oh my God, this is wow. a totally different acting That's style hilarious. than I am used hey, to. Hey, Mr. Olivier, you want to give us something here? <laughs> like he said, he'll come through the door and he'll go, come on, guys, come on, come on, come on. And they'll go, mm, a little more. <laughs> oh, did you, that's what I want to ask. Did you get to meet uh, Tom Petty at any point during King of the Hill? Oh. Yes, I did. Oh my God. Yes, I did. Okay. Well, he became a recurring character on mm. King of the Hill, but. He was lucky, right? Is that yes, yeah. yes. The first time he came and he brought his wife and his stepson. Okay. And I brought my, I debated like, what album do I bring? Yes. What, which one? And yeah. they all had black covers or covers that were dark and uh, hard promises. That meant something to me. Like that was one of the the first mm-hmm. rock albums I bought with my own money. Yeah. And I brought it. And, and he lowered the price by a dollar yes. so you could buy that That's too. That's right. It's yeah. him standing in front of the, in a record store. Yeah. Um, and so I, I wasn't going to do it because I'm really scared y'all. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm afraid. And, but I noticed some other people in the staff, you know, having him sign sure. stuff and he was super cool and he signed it. And, um, uh, there was a, so then it became more regular that I would see him and I wouldn't really interact with him, but it's very mm-hmm. interesting. The way we did it was the uh, showrunner and the writer of whatever episode would be in the booth with the actors. And, um, I'll tell you, uh, uh, uh I know there was an episode, it wasn't mine, it was my friend's, and he kept saying baklava oh, boy. instead of baklava. Oh, like he right. didn't know, and, and of course, it's like, y- you can give him a note, but right. nobody yeah. nobody <laughs> gives Tom Pe- I mean, like, uh, you just, you can't. You yeah. just, so it right. went on the air as baklava, and, which is kind of funny. <laughs> it's funny, yeah. It's nice, like a Texas thing or something. I have damn the torpedo signed. You do? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's I caught him one. outside the troubadour. So you, uh, never, you never asked him? 
No, she, you did, didn't you? He signed your Oh, album. he signed, yeah, yes, no, he, he did, did. Okay, he did, okay. he did. Did he personalize it? I didn't have it? many notes, but... <laughs> um, yeah, it says, Dear Christy, yes. That's oh, great. Nice. Yes. And uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up is uh, you have uh, your great blog about... Uh, Thank you. Kind of how you deal with hoarding. Uh, Four or five people. <laughs> Check it out every time I post something. It's, it's uh, yes, like motherlikehoarder.com. I, uh, I have a lot of mementos from... <laughs> A life. Yeah. And I'm debating what, like, I, it, each entry is a story about that item. And then I kind of let people, should I keep this or not? And, um, you know, people vote and, or not. So it, it, a lot of people kind of read it and they're like, oh, this is so much pressure. I'm not going to vote. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's okay too. Now, aren't you just really stalling and getting rid of things? Is that what this is about? <laughs> no. Well, what kind yeah. of things are you keeping that you don't want to get rid of? Okay. Um, my sweatshirt that I earned by going to national cheerleading competition <laughs> yeah. in 1988, y'all. Keep it, Keep it. No. Get rid of that and get rid of that hard promises out there. <laughs> bringing those over here. <laughs> what about a late night uh, plastic disposable drinking cup? Would you have something like oh, that around? Oh my gosh, I never, ever, ever will get rid of that. <laughs> All right. You shouldn't. That's, that's a keeper. <laughs> so um, let's hear a couple of phone calls and then we'll uh, get into some music with uh, Christy. But first, it's time for phone calls. Boop. Hi, guys. This is Steve from Omaha, Nebraska. And um, I love your show. Listen to it every week. Thank you. Um, I'm uh, calling with some new business. I'm 53 years old. Love my classic rock. But I also love new songs. So this uh, is a uh, recommendation of an album that came out this week by a band called Bastille. They're from England, and their album is called Bad Blood. They have a breakout <clears throat> hit on the album called Pompeii that I think you should listen to. Um, it's a terrific album. I I don't know if I've ever, uh, I don't know the last time I bought an album where I loved every song. It's well-written, well-performed, well-produced. Highly recommend it, so I hope you give it a listen. Uh, all the best to Gary and Matt and Pat. Relax, have a nice day. Life is too short. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll hear a little bit of that nice. Bastille. Here's a Pompeii. Sounds like this. Shabby, I like I like that. I like Pompeii. That sounds pretty good. It's not what I expected from Steve after his description of himself. Yeah, and really. His musical taste. I did. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like kind of throwback rock, <laughs> almost. You know. Yeah, there, it gets a little rocky in different parts. There's a lot of cool dynamics. But congratulations to him for uh, still being out there looking for uh, very impressive the new sounds. So That's I like, like it. my father-in-law loves Icona Pop. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> At least he don't that care. One song. He loves. Yeah, it. he loves that one song. It's like his favorite song. I have. Uh, I just. Am, I'm finding out. I have two things in common with Christy. Yes. Uh, we're both women. 
Yes. And uh, no, uh, we both like bandanas. We, we have, yes. we have <laughs> both, I played tennis before. Mm-hmm. Um, you could take it off. <laughs> nope. We have both met uh, Billy Squire. Oh. Ah, yes. Yeah, he was very nice when I met him. Yeah. Super nice. And we were both at the uh, Universal Amphitheater show of the new cars. Oh, oh my gosh. You see what's yes. going on? This is yeah. like, I know. We have kindred spirits here, folks. Did yeah. you do the meet and greet? Uh, I, I'm not a freak. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. I, I didn't. But, but I, but I, uh, I met them. They played the Canyon Club then uh, eight months later or so. And I, I went out there and I met them afterwards. And they were very nice. Elliot right? Easton is... I mean, I'll get into it in a minute. <laughs> She's going to get into it. Mm. But uh, uh, let's, uh, one more call, and then we'll uh, get All right. into Christmas Sorry. tunes. Hey, guys. My name is Dan. I really enjoy you guys. It's Dan. This Dan from Indiana. This is a poor quality phone. Yeah. From Indiana. Indiana. This podcast. I uh, just got done listening to Rock Solopedia Volume F, and that got me thinking about a band that you guys didn't mention called Steelheart. And uh, one of those songs, I'll Never Let You Go, uh, one of the lead singers to really carry that high note, which, uh, me to thinking that maybe that's an idea for an episode, uh, lead singers that can carry the note really high and really long. Um, keep up the good work, guys. Love what you do. Matt, Gary, keep up the work. Pat, you're all right. <laughs> so now that was Charlie Brown's history teacher. Yeah, exactly. That, uh, it's that was ironic rough. that his request for a, a, a topic was the the singer who can carry a high note when his connection it was like the opposite end yes. of the spectrum. I could barely understand you, Dan. I know. Now I, let's just how high can this guy's voice possibly okay. be? I've got let's to hear, hear Steel Hard. Let's just see. What, well, let me cue it up to a, a especially high note. Okay, I happen let's, to know that this do song it. does that. <laughs> wow. Operatic. Thanks, Dan. Wow. I, that escaped my notice the first time through. So what, what, is that that sounds like a Pat band? Is that something that you like on your radar? No, no, no. That's too much for me. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's too much even for me. All yeah, right. Sorry. And we got uh, one last guy with uh, trying to stir up some controversy. Please okay. use a landline. Please use a landline. Yeah. <laughs> landline, everyone. We love the calls, but landline. Hey guys, this is Matt from Pittsburgh. Uh, I love the show. I have. Not so much idea for a show, but a question for you. I'd like to get your takes on it. If what song uh, is an established part of rock history that you think is absolutely terrible? I'm not just talking about like a a pop song that you know everyone likes that you don't like, but like if there was a list of you know like one of those 500 Rolling Stone 500 greatest songs of the you know century, what song on that everyone agrees is great do you think is terrible? For me, Animals, House of the Rising Sun. Can't stand it. Anyway, love the show. Keep up the good work. And Pat, I don't know why everyone tells you to go fuck yourself. Right. Thank you. That's a thing we have there. Everybody went the other way with it this yeah. week. Yeah, we've requested it, and then people won't do it. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
uh, in our last episode, which hasn't aired yet, I don't think, like yeah. we talked a little bit about how I had a doors block for a long time. Now, right, right. I, everything's fine now. I love the door. Uh, Clapton, I never really got. Yeah. But, you know, I'll put the poems, those poems and those doors. Come on. <laughs> yeah, now, right? exactly. It's, it's the combination of pretentiousness and then. There's not a lot of listenability either. Like, it's like, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta give us one. But he's talking about the uh, canon of, uh, yeah. Rock. Yeah. I think I might have one. I don't know if it would be considered in the top 500 rock songs. Yeah. Do you have one? Oh, no. I was, I was, uh, deferring. Oh, okay. Um, I would say bad companies, uh, feel like making love. Really? What? Mm. Oh, yeah. That's a solid song. Oh, my karaoke yeah. jam for yeah, the I just, time. Come on, man. For me, I just don't, I don't, I don't. We can't. That's a weird one to take issue with because it's not like it's not like you have to confront it that often. You like make love. It's like it just feels weird to me. Ah, I like that. And then he gets specific with it. Yeah, feel like making love to you. You. Yeah. So that was kind of sweet too during the verse, and then it's like I'm just gonna come out and say it. I'm not gonna. It's a great quiet, loud, quiet. I've tried it on many first dates. Yeah. Say let's go to karaoke, and then I sing that to them, and then that doesn't work. How about you, Christiane? I. I'll tell you, it's U2's one. Whoa. Oh, man. I don't get it. I don't get it on a melody level. I don't get it on a lyric level. I mean, that's like one of the greatest songs of all time. And I just don't. I don't get it. I wish I could like like give you my feeling for it because like that song is so big for me in my life. And for many people. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like they're like maybe a couple's been. Arguing all night or something like that, and yeah. this is like his last, you know, hurrah or something. Yeah. And then finally, the husband says, "Feel like me." <laughs> the buffalo in the video. <laughs> that's you know, not gonna. I, I if you don't like the song, that's not gonna to be do it. Meant as something more profound, mm-hmm. because weren't they trying to associate it with like the AIDS or something? Oh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know but I'm like, was. I, I think, it, I, I guess if it wasn't touted as such, I might enjoy it and con- on kind of a quiet level, but mm-hmm. I. I feel like that album came out and, and Mysterious Ways was the first single and, and I just heard that song without any context. And I right. think that really, it just grabbed me as a great ballad kind of. But, uh. Or how about on Ben Stiller's show when they did the Lucky Clovers commercial? It was like a <laughs> one bowl. <it's> <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, it was yeah. really good. He does a good Bono. He does yeah, a good Bono. Yes. But, uh, uh, well, it yeah. sounds like Christy doesn't like people. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, thanks for that call. Guy. Is it a guy thing? Maybe I don't guy. know. Like don't the know. sentiment of it is is very like I think maybe it's a male perspective on a maybe. on a relationship yeah. uh, gone south or something. I, I have, maybe I'll give it another uh, another listen. Oh, I don't know. And fall asleep. But <laughs> no, no. Think about love. <laughs> uh, but Matt, that's a great question. I, I felt the same way about House of the Rising Sun until recently mm-hmm. when on the other great music podcast, uh, Sound Opinions, one of the hosts, Greg Cott, like, did, told a story about... Uh, how that was like, you know, how that song blew his mind when he first started on the radio when he was a little kid. So I was, so, you know, just thinking about young, nerdy Greg Cott, like, listen, like, there's a house in New Orleans, you know, that, uh, can you believe that? What is it? Is it a prison? Is it a thing? And so it, <laughs> listen to Sound Opinions. But, uh, which brings us to our next topic here. And, um, uh, they do this other thing on this other great podcast called the Guest DJ Project on KCRW. Okay. Where they bring in celebrities. It might be a sitcom person or an architect or a chef or something. And they ask them to play, uh, five songs that have inspired them over the years. And I thought since we have, uh, uh such a big music fan, Christy here, who's such a, an accomplished artist, it would be fun to hear, uh, some of her, her KCRW set that, uh, she would play. So, uh, I'm excited to share mm-hmm. them with you. <laughs> what's um, your, what's your first song? Okay. My first 
first song, I'm tr- I do this in chronological chronological order. Okay. I can't speak. Um, okay, so the first kind of rock album that got my attention. Uh, now, as a kid, I had all my Donna Summer, my Olivia Newton John records, and I even had uh, Super Tramp Breakfast in America. I think that's the, kind of the gateway into sure. rock album <laughs> sure. uh, in 1980 or whenever that was. And I went to visit my cousins, Donna and Debbie, who were older than me. Twins? Uh, no, no. And they lived <laughs> in Harriman, <laughs> Harriman, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I was just there and kind of, and Donna, no, uh, Debbie had a really cool record collection. <clears throat> she had Bachman Turner Overdrive, which I recognized my mother had that. <laughs> and, um, she had this record from a band called The Cars. Ooh. And mind you, this is, I think, in 81 when I discovered it. So that album came out in, what, 78? Yeah. And I didn't really, I'm like, who is this woman? What is this happening on the back? Was there an accident? <laughs> and I would sit in a chair, and she had these giant speakers, <laughs> and I put the record on, and it was so compelling to me, and I would listen to it holding these two <laughs> huge speakers. <laughs> and the reason I especially loved this particular song that is going to be played. Um, I love that it just as a, as an 11 year old and you, you feel like, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know that I felt lost or I felt whatever, but there's an emptiness. There is a urgency. There are things in this song in particular that I think are, were outstanding then. And I think still hold up today. Let's hear it. band is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I would Criminal. contend that if that was the only album they had, they'd be in by now. That could be. That Rock could in be. Peace, Benjamin Orr. Yes, oh. for sure. I played, the, I played the Cars on our very first episode, which was about debut albums, and that was one of the best debut it's albums just, for me. Uh, and what's so wonderful is back then, it was a choice. What song opens the side one, mm-hmm. closes side one. Opens side two, closes the right. album. And this song closed the album. Yeah. And it kind of goes out on this, um, she said to leave it to me, everything will be all right. Everything will be like, it's it kind of this, and then it drifts and there's this like saxophone solo. And it just, and then it just kind of fades out and you're just left there. Like, what am I to do now after that? Like that is, it just. 
they drop the mic, right? Awesome. Right. Awesome. Oh, I love your passion. This is great. This is going to be a <laughs> okay. great show. And, awesome. and by the way, so that was like around 81. Sure. I hadn't yet started my period. <laughs> like I wasn't a woman yet. And I was like, but there's something out there that is really okay. Yeah. So I, um, I, in middle school was tough in the 80s, in the early 80s. And back then, they didn't actually have, they didn't call girls mean girls. Like, people were just mean to you, and you're like, this is what it is. This is what middle school is. People are just going to call me a scum in the bathroom, and that's going to be okay. (laughs) And I made friends with these two sisters, Shay and Michelle, and they were super cool. Michelle had a synthesizer. They introduced me to, like, um, Adam and the Ants, and they, uh, I went to visit them in Austin, and they at the a lake house that they shared and they had Erg music war. Oh, I don't yeah. know. If you, okay. Oh, wow. you're not. Well, it's no, no, no. I remember seeing it, but I'm, I'm, like, I'm not sure what it is. Right? Concert movie. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, who are these people? Like, okay, the police, I know who they are, yeah. but like the cramps and Klaus yeah. know me, yeah. like what's going oh, Klaus on know here. Me. <laughs> and it was a real, um, uh, so they introduced me to this, the first pretenders album. Oh, yeah. oh, that, that album will give you your period. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. and what I loved about her voice and this song in particular, it was just, and it contained something that no other song I had uh, listened to up to this point contained. Yeah. And, um, it was empowering and strong. And it's like, you know, screw all you people. I'm precious, which is not, is not really me because I didn't believe that. But I love how the song like forced me to when I'm singing it, sing that I was precious. Are you going to burn your bra <laughs> on today's show? Mm, maybe. Bring it, man. Christy? Ballsy. Just, yeah. I played... uh, I'm sorry. I was was just going to say, she's just like, out of nowhere, showed up, fully formed. Yep. Sui generis or whatever, like her own thing, never been before or since. Incredible. Yes. And I played... I played this on our first show. (laughs) One one of the best debut albums. The Pretenders. And she is my... She is my favorite female lead vocalist. Christy Hind. For sure. Without a doubt. Yeah. 
Nice. It is funny to think about like when you're a kid, the first time you hear a swear word in a song (laughs) is like blows your mind because you're like, you're like, I did not know that was allowed or like what? No, this is a mistake. Someone made it. It's really exciting (laughs) and and crazy. And with Midnight Rendezvous, you remember it's at the end. It's at the fade out. So that doesn't really count because it's like, am I hearing it? Is that what's happening? But she says, fuck off. (laughs) And it's awesome. Yep. Yes. And shit a brick. Yes, yes. yes. No, let me forget about shit a brick, too. Um, Okay. So where are we now in your So now I'm getting a little older, and I don't know if you guys will know uh, Gary Myrick. Sure. Sure. Play with John Waite. Talking to No Brain. Yeah. Okay. No Brain's album. This story has an A and a B part to it. Okay. So part A is this. Uh, When Language, the EP, came out, Mm -hmm. that was big in Texas, because he's from Texas, and I think that it was... Guitar talk, love and drums. Yeah. I remember that. And glamorous. Like he had three songs that mm. I could sing and I got the cassette. And I mean, I played that thing until that oxidized, you know, like it was oxidized, but I couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't get it on any other form in the later years. But anywho, I can very specifically, I don't think it was the first time I heard it, but I can specifically remember being out um, on a lake in Fort Worth with my friend in, in her dad's boat, the sun going down and this playing on the radio. And I remember in that moment thinking, I want um, this song played at my wedding. <laughs> well, so go ahead and play a little bit of it. That is exciting. On the radio in Texas, they did. Oh, okay, well, I guess it was a regional hit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talk about that here. And it was just so like such a so I had such a connection with this song with that whole EP. So years later, I want to say it was around two thousand. Uh, I found the record on eBay. Like eBay was awesome, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get this record. And I remember listening to it and. I, you know, I, I was very casually dating a guy at the time. And I'm like, I want this played at our wedding, whatever. I just, I love mm-hmm. this record. I love this song, whatever. So years after that, I get an email from J. Keith Van Stratton. Sure. Okay. He did, he had a show that he did at the Acme Comedy Theater. Right. It was kind of a variety show. And it would say his different guests that were on the show. And the musical guest that particular week was Gary Myrick. And I'm oh, like, oh my God. I'm like, amazing. <gasps> the, oh, and I, I emailed back the Gary Myrick. And he's like, yeah, you know who this is. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. So I go to the show and 
he's great. And, but I was too just afraid to meet him. And so I contacted him through his website and I went to another one of his shows and he had a, a record, a new record out at the time. Um, Waltz of the Scarecrow King, Dance of the Scarecrow. Anyway. Um, and so, I don't remember what the net, like where there were emails exchanged. Anyway, I ended up dating him. What? Uh, very <laughs> short time. It was very short. Nothing. Wow. Um, what, year was, what year was this? Uh, Early 2000s? Yes. Wow. Uh, but it was, again, it wasn't anything serious, but I. That's nice. crazy. I, I just remember. So we, we had a dinner and then we had an, the next time we met, we had drinks and he ordered a glass of white Zinfandel, y'all. Oh. <laughs> Oh. And a little piece of me died. A little piece of me died. Wow. But but he was lovely. And and then I remember one time we have a, a there's a friend of a friend who used to go out with him. And he said, yeah, you know, can you believe she broke up with me because I didn't have health insurance? <laughs> and I'm like, ha! and then I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Man. But it was um, I was living a dream for a little bit. Yeah. Very short time. Nothing. Wonderful. Did you ever tell him you wanted that song played at your wedding? <laughs> you know, I told him how much I loved language. And yeah. we I mean, he knew I was a fan. I mean, he knew. And yeah. at one point, um, the waitress wasn't coming to back to us quick enough. And I'm like, doesn't she know who you are? <laughs> because really, like he meant so yeah. much to me. I don't right. mean to kind of belittle who he is because I this record was everything to me oh, as yeah. a kid. And um, he was a lovely, very nice. Uh, it's just interesting that I actually in my lifetime have had the chance to, you know, a lot of people dream it. You yeah. made it happen. And uh, that that uh, language is available on iTunes. And Gary Myrick also plays guitar on the John Wade song "Missing You." That's, That's right. Him on guitar. And oh, one more thing, uh, I that song he says colorful girls in different dresses on the waterfront so expensive. And I'm like, oh, you have to tell me what are the colorful girls like? What is that? And he's like, man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? what? It's best not to know sometimes. And he's yeah. immortal for uh, she talks in stereo. On, yep. Uh, yes. Yep. Sally girls. Oh, yeah. I just love that song. Um, okay. So this next song, I've got a really, um, it's very meaningful to me. <laughs> Don't make fun because yes. it's awesome. Yeah. Um, throughout my young adulthood into my twenties, uh, it wasn't like guys were, I don't know, asking me out. <laughs> I wasn't, I didn't have a lot Find of, it hard to believe, and on. then when, I was just going to say that Gary, that's well, like when, it's, when it's, Heidi Klum says, I was just kind of a plain Jane in high school, <laughs> but it just, uh, there were other girls that were, you know, whatever in high school and then sluttier and then, slutty girls, <laughs> right? I, may, I was never given the chance to be slutty. Right. I'll be really yeah. honest. You were, you were open to it. I was game. <laughs> okay. Um, and so then in my twenties, it was so, it's such an interesting time because like I could get some dates, mm -hmm. but then it would be like, it would just be done. Like they were not, there was interest and you think, oh, I just had this amazing date with Gary Myrick. Why isn't he calling? Um, <laughs> but I, I'm, he's lovely. But uh, I, I just mean like, I, I had a lot of that where I had great dates or I dated people and it was going great. And then all of a sudden it was gone. And um, I, so the first time I heard this song, I was driving down the street. I can clearly remember it. I am like, Oh my gosh, what am I listening to? What am I hearing? This nothing has ever con I've connected to in such a way. I pulled over because I knew I'd never remember the name Alanis Morissette. Right, yeah. <laughs> this will give guys the period. <laughs> I want you to know that I'm 
She doesn't mean it. <laughs> I know the version of me. Is she perverted like me? Would she go down on you in a theater? Whoa! Does she speak eloquently? And would she have your baby? I'm sure she'd make a really excellent mother. You know what would have been cool is if she would have snuck into the theater where the guy's on his new date and poured some slime on him. <laughs> that was awesome. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do we... Um, We've been trying to get her as a guest. Right? Yes, I have been. Uh, am I, am I, am I, I am. It, 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 it can happen. <gasps> it can happen. So we're trying wow. to. Yeah, we're moving into the 90s. Yeah. yeah we're moving <laughs> into the 90s, buddy. Something's, something's got to give. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to lose it when uh, when those agree. 90s guests start coming back. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's my wheelhouse. I mean, that whole album was excellent. But it's that great. song, like, what do you got? What did, what did, when that song came out, what did guys think of that? Oh, um, uh, I remember specifically thinking, like, there was three times in life where I, like, like totally called the shot wrong. When I heard about there was a movie going to be called E.T., <laughs> when I heard Cosby was having a new sitcom coming out, and then, and, and then when I heard this, when I, I was, I was on a trip to LA when I first heard this in the 90s, I'm like, no one's going to like that. You know, like, I heard like the debut on K-Rock or whatever, like, no one's ever, it's too, you know, ever, it's too sassy. No one's going to like that. And, uh, and uh, I was right. Time bore me out. No, it was. <laughs> yeah. So no, I I, th- I think she's wonderful, and I'm and I especially wish I want a moratorium on people. I still blame. You know, it's not really ironic what you're saying. Yeah. Right. Enough of that. Right. Enough of that. It was the ultimate irony that yeah. she made a song called yes. "Ironic" that wasn't right. actually <laughs> ironic. But exactly. I, yeah, what's so funny about that song is that it set you up for this like angry like riot girl or something and then she's not really like that like the rest of her songs are kind of more introspective and yes and uh calm i would say i, I mean i love that album um but yeah this one i think it was like a bit i remember i was probably 20 when it came out or something and and it was like a bit much and i was just like wow uh uh okay um but it was huge it was oh, everywhere it just I connected with it and like someone is actually saying the things that I felt yeah. and, and, uh, anyway. Music has uh, the power to do that like no other thing, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Speak for you. Well, uh, so my last one I'm going to get to, mm-hmm. um, I came late to this party, mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, the Liz Fair party. Oh, yes. Uh, I got my first writing job and I, gosh, when was this? It was like 2000. And, and what show was that? Well, you know what? I can't, I don't want to say because okay. I'm going to kind of defame someone okay, yeah. <laughs> that I'm also not going to mention. But anyway, I had a, it was a, a rough time. Yeah. And I had a boss that I honestly like am physically afraid of still. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, it was, it, again, I didn't know what I was doing in any way. Or, so I don't want to say like I did was perfect and I was treated, you know, horribly. I just mean that there were mind games 
played. Uh, just I'm going to just touch on one little thing. After I was fired the last week of the like we'd already finished writing. I was fired the last week because I, t- I took a meeting. I was going to go pitch something else, and my computer was gone by the time I got back. It was very dramatic. Wow. That he called my agent and my manager, and they both fired me. Then they proceeded he and a friend of his to sabotage my transactions on eBay. Like what? I was trying to sell things, and actually I had bought ACDC tickets, and I was trying to sell my shittier ones. <laughs> and like they'd pose as someone trying to buy it, and of course there's the time Holy was t- oh it's it's crazy it's huh. crazy so i got it was my first job i got fired from it i'm weirded out um a friend of mine had got uh, exile in guyville and i brought that with me to texas for christmas and again i am at my very my lowest and you know all my friends are all married and they're all working and they're all doing stuff and i i just turned 30 and i was like what am i gonna and so this whole album but especially this song and its lyrics very much um uh, brought me back to life. Awesome. Let's hear it. Yeah. Just thinking of that. It makes whole... me furious that you were bullied like that. Obviously, <sighs> there's something wrong with these guys. I mean, I can't imagine what you would have. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe well, you'll you. have to tell us. This, yeah, I will. <laughs> story. Uh... Let me just add one more time. Yeah. <laughs> Gary played this on our first show <gasps> yes. as one of his uh, top debut albums of all yes, time. Yes, totally. I like awesome. that it was. Did like... you only listen to our first show and then pick all your songs from that? That's so funny. I I did not listen to the first show. That's funny. Oh, so you don't listen to our show? <laughs> I do. Okay. No. Well, remember I, when you guys picked "Give the People What They Want" the Kinks record? Yes. It was something I can't remember what the subject I was. What that, the subject yeah, was yeah. also, but thank you. Um. <laughs> Hey, everybody. We hope you're enjoying the episode with Christy Stratton. Uh, we had such a good time with her that uh, we're actually going to split this episode into two parts. Coming up next, Gary is going to act as game show host, and Christy and I are going to face off in a little round of Rock and Roll Jeopardy. 
So uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Success music and what's it to you? My lawyer always says these are the facts about the future. Well, tomorrow's 